an important food, a healthy food, and a basic food that can be served in more than a hundred different ways. Hello and welcome to the Fat for Weight Loss Show. My name is Aaron and I am your host for today's episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, let me introduce myself. Firstly, I am from Australia, if you hadn't already guessed from the accent, and I run a ketogenic food blog called Fat for Weight Loss, found at fatforweightloss.com.au. And the aim of this podcast is to dig into the world of nutrition, fitness, and everything in between. I'm a nutritional therapist and an advanced sports exercise nutritional advisor. However, I'm not a doctor, so I cannot give you any medical advice. This also applies to any guests involved in this show. Please make sure you consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or medication. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Fat for Weight Loss for delicious keto recipes, meal plan videos, and drool-worthy food photography. So let's get right into it. My third guest on the podcast is Scott Crawford, and he's a 42-year-old husband of 17 years, father of two kids, and two rescue dogs. He lives in Orange Park, Florida, where he works as an architect specializing in research, development, and biopharma manufacturing facilities. Scott has been keto-focused since February 7, 2017, and has lost 65 pounds over that time without any exercise. He's the only one doing keto in his household, which he documents throughout his struggles and successes on Instagram. In this podcast today, we talk about his weight loss journey and how he doesn't plan every meal. Um, We talk about how he travels with keto and what snacks he takes with him. Uh, we also talk about how he deals with temptations and how uh, you know how you deal with a family that doesn't do keto, otherwise known as solo keto, and his recent move to adding exercise back into his schedule. So go ahead and connect with him over on Instagram, YouTube, and his website at The Keto Dad Life to check out his videos, workouts, and everyday life. So please welcome Scott. Scott, or aka The Keto Dad, how are you doing today? Uh, awesome. I'm, I definitely appreciate you having me on and um, it's definitely much better than this rainy day that we're having here. So it's kind of a kind of a bright spot in what's otherwise a mostly miserable day here. Oh, nice. So, so you're in Florida, is that right? Yeah, I'm in northeast Florida around the Jacksonville area. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can imagine it, 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 it can get a little bit rainy at some points. I live in Australia here, and in Brisbane in particular, the weather is 99% fantastic. And then, you know, sometimes it'll just rain like you wouldn't believe. But anyway, we're talking about the weather on a podcast, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I wanted to start off, like I start off all these podcasts, with a, you know, like, just some little thing for people to get to know you in it. And it's a little bit of an icebreaker and it's something, you know, that I, I think maybe people might really love to hear and feel a little bit closer to you. So um, can you tell me about your hair? Because every time I see an Instagram story or an Instagram post, you always have perfect hair. Can you, like, do you, what do you do to get that sort of look? <laughs> um, well, um uh, yeah, a lot. I mean, everybody kind of everybody kind of gets on my hair a little bit. They uh, they kind of they kind of say that I, they they well they say that I have Lego hair. It looks like I could just pop it off, set it to the side, and 
whenever I wake up in the morning, I just kind of pop it back on my Lego head and I go on my merry way. But um, honestly, I don't do a whole lot to it. It's just a little bit of water and a little bit of gel and that's it. And um, but yeah, my I, I don't know. I mean, I can go for a run um, and my hair will look the same um, at the end of the run as it did at the beginning of the run. And everybody always comments. Um, a lot of a lot of folks on Instagram um, comment from the from from the keto side of it, um, from the standpoint of you know hair loss is hair loss is one of the side effects um, of keto, and um, everybody everybody always asks how come I don't lose any hair and um, and and why and why and why I haven't lost any hair and. Um, I can't answer that. I don't know why, but um, I'm thankful that I haven't. But uh, I don't know. My hair has always been sort of a sort of a joking point ever since I was in high school. Everybody, I mean, my hairstyle hasn't changed since I was a kid. It's been cut the same way and combed the same way for 35 years now. Um, so, so I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what it is about my hair, uh, um, but everybody seems to comment on it. Yeah. So, all right. So that, that's crazy. Yeah. Cause I always, you know, I always looked at your Instagram stories and I'd be like, his hair is the same. He hasn't run far enough. And that's not the case. You have run, you've definitely run far enough and your hair is just the same. I, whenever I go out for a run, I will look like a total mess by the time I get back. And I usually try and wear a hat to stop that. <laughs> but sure. uh, interesting what you said before about, um, you know, a common thing on the ketogenic diet is hair loss. And I actually get that question a lot, um, particularly from females. And they say, I, I really don't want to lose my hair. I don't want to go keto if, I, if I'm going to lose my hair. And I spoke to um, uh, someone about this and they said, mostly it's because of stress. And if you are, you know, in a high stress state, and obviously this isn't medical advice, but if you're in a high stress state, whilst trying to adapt to the ketogenic diet, you might lose a little bit of hair at the beginning. But what ends up happening is, you know, um, after you eat the ketogenic diet for a while, your hair actually goes much, much thicker. Um, So maybe it's, you know, maybe you never really had that stressful introduction to the ketogenic diet and you just went full out, full grown hair. So kudos to you. (laughs) Um, uh, Also, uh, you know, I wanted to touch on, uh, as you said, being in high school, uh, before we got onto this podcast, we had a little bit of a chat, and uh, you said that you were a cheerleader in in high school. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? And is it something that you uh, want to talk about, or you know? Uh, no, it's um, it's just one of those things where it, I don't know. It's not what it's not what people think. Um, you know, whenever they ask, oh, oh, did, oh, did you play a sport in high school? I mean, I played tennis too, but. Um, but you know, I was like, I was like, oh, well I actually, I was a cheerleader in high school and it's kind of, I don't know, nobody, nobody kind of sees that and which is great. It's fine. uh, You know? Um, but, uh, I don't know. I was, I was dating a cheerleader at the time. It was the first, it was the first year that they opened it up to guys on the cheerleading squad. So, you know, I said, what the heck, it's something to do. And, you know, um, I'm, I would be around my friends all the time anyway. And, maybe get some exercise and whatnot. And, um, I don't, I mean, it was fun. We had four guys on the squad and me and me being one of the four. Um, but I don't know. It it just, it's just something that is, uh, you know, of course all my buddies at work, all joke, all still joke on me for being, for being a cheerleader in high school. But, um, 
I don't know. It was, um, I mean, it was, you know, you got to go to all the sporting events, um, see it from a different perspective. Yeah, you had to work. Um, but uh, it was a great way to kind of keep in shape. We did a lot of, we did a lot of exercising, a lot of work. Um, you know, it's not, it's not easy throwing people up in the air and catching them. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, it just, I don't know. It kind of, it kind of throws people off whenever they, whenever they find out I was a cheerleader in high school, they're like, I just don't see you as a cheerleader, um, but but yeah. So it's uh, oh, that's that's great, you know. And I think you know, d- going out in life and doing those things that um, maybe you wouldn't have thought of previously doing, maybe like the ketogenic diet. Um, is is a great way to learn about yourself, and you know, going out and doing those things. Uh, you know, kudos to you for, for for going out and trying something different, because I think that's where personal development happens, and I think that's where a lot of great life stories happen as well. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit more about you? Uh, because I know a little bit from Instagram and YouTube, and and you've got a website as well. But what are the things that people may not know about you? May not know about me. Wow. Um... I don't know. I kind of put it all out there. I really don't. I really don't try and hide anything. But I guess the, I guess the, 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 the general specifics, if that makes sense. Um, I, I'm 42 years old. Um, I'm married. I've been with my wife since I was 17. Uh, we started dating right after high school graduation, and um, we went to college together. Um, lived together for a while. Gotten married. In '01, so we've been so we've been married for 17 years now, um, and um, we have two kids. Um, I've got a 15-year-old son and an 11-year-old daughter. Um, my daughter has arthritis, which I get a lot of questions about. Is my daughter on keto? Given that she's got an autoimmune disease, um, no, she's not. Uh, but um, I'm an architect, um, a University of Florida graduate. Um, I, you know, like I say, I don't, I mean, I'm a, I, I don't, I kind of consider myself a typical dad. I'm not, you know, I'm, I've got, I've had the typical dad bod for a long time. The nice, the nice beer belly. I worked on that for several years. Um, really didn't exercise too much, really didn't focus on myself too much. And, um, you know, and just came across this and kind of here we are. I mean, other than that, like I say, I've, I kind of put I kind of put everything out there, especially on Instagram. I don't I don't really my my wife wishes I had more of a filter, but um, I don't know. I kind of I kind of put it all out there. I mean, that's you know that's kind of the reason for my website being called the Keto Dad Life um, and um, my YouTube channel being called that, just because it's it's more than just about me. It's kind of a dad doing keto and kind of what what it's like you know, to be a dad doing keto. So, um, Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, you know, because uh, Instagram is such a great community for that, where you can actually go out there and just, you know, be yourself. And I think, you know, uh, Instagram is a great place to do that. And there are so many people out there on the ketogenic community on Instagram as well. So, uh, you know, for anyone out there who is maybe new to the ketogenic diet, start up an Instagram account because that is a, a great way to not only meet new people, uh, and we met through Instagram, but uh, it's it's a great place to sort of showcase what you're doing each and every day. So what was the motivation for you to start eating low carb? Like I know that you said your daughter suffers from arthritis. 
Um, but what was the motivation for you particularly starting ketogenic diet? Well, for me, it, I mean, I mean, it, it all kind of, I didn't initially start keto, but I had a, I had a doctor's appointment September of 16, I think. Yeah. September 16. And, um, you know, I, it was, I was, I was the heaviest I had, I had ever been at that point. I was close to 275. Um, and I got back from blood, um, some blood work. Um, my cholesterol was, was, was super high. Um, they, I had, I had acid reflux. Um, I most certainly had sleep apnea, even though it was undi- undiagnosed. Um, I just, my heart rate was horrible. I was on blood pressure meds. My blood pressure was through the roof. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It just kind of, it just kind of clicked at that, at that point, at that, at, at that, or at that meeting. Cause months prior, a lot of people go through it, you know, they, they get to, they get, they, they get to a point that they don't fit in their clothes and be like, well, you know, I'm just going to buy one, I'm just going to buy one pair of pants or a couple of shirts. And cause that, cause this is the heaviest I'm getting. I'm going to do something about it. Well, I did that, you know, through size after size after size. And I don't know, it just got to a point where I was like, I got to do something. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to change the way that, the way that I do things. So, um, my birthday is in November and I was mentioning to my wife that I wanted a Fitbit and, um, you know, they were on sale or whatnot on, on, on Amazon at that point, like literally the weekend after my doctor's appointment. And, and she said, well, why don't, well, why don't you go ahead and get one? We'll just, we'll just make it your birthday present if you're okay with that. So like, oh, okay, sure. Um, so, so I did, um, I got it. I started walking, started, started really focusing kind of, kind of on my steps and whatnot and, and kind of getting those in. And about that time I had a friend who, um, I've known for a long time, we actually work in the same industry together. And, um, he had been a beach body coach for six months, eight months. And of course he's trying to grow, you know, his sort of, his sort of team and whatnot. And he, he had been hitting me up for months about, you need to try this, you need to try this, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, so, you know, I gave him a shot. I gave it a try. Um, and for the months of pretty much October, November and December, um, I was doing beach body stuff. I was traveling a lot at that point too. So it kind of, it, 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 it kind of, it, it kind of fit, um, because I was traveling, I could stream workouts anywhere in my hotel room or whatever. Um, but the problem was my diet. I wasn't really sort of committed to the diet and I, when my only time to work out, um, is, or exercise to just buy or to just buy myself is is typically after my kids go to bed about nine or ten o'clock at night because um, I've got I've, I've also got two dogs if I wake up early the dogs are nuts the but or the dogs are up when I wake up the wife um, I know it's excuse after excuse but you know I try to I I try not to have what I do impact my family too much because this is my choice it's not my family's choice and um, but having to work out really, really late at night. Um, and also kind of half committed to half committed to a diet. Um, I was just, I was tired all the time. It just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't working for me. Um, and just, it, I don't know. I was just run down. I didn't, I didn't have any energy. I just, it just didn't, it just didn't feel right. Um, 
Uh, and so I, I started looking, started thinking about things that I could do. What do I need to do? Um, and years ago, when Atkins was a thing, um, my father did Atkins and lost a whole bunch of weight. I did it. I did it for a little while and lost a fair amount of weight and remember feeling really good on it. Um, however, at that point in time, um, I really didn't like a whole lot of food. So eating low carb or lower carb at that time was really hard for me. I was in, or I was in college and I was trying to, you know, I was, I was trying to do college stuff and trying to, trying to live the college life. And it just, I don't know, it just wasn't, it just wasn't work, working out at that point. So I was, I started to research actions a little bit. And I came across keto and the ketogenic diet and, and whatnot. I know a lot of other people came across it on Reddit. Um, you know, everybody's going to be shocked, but I don't think I've spent 10 seconds on Reddit ever in my life. But, um, but I still came across keto and, and the ketogenic diet and the ketogenic way of eating. And I just kind of, I just started researching it, just started looking into it, um, came across some of Leanne Vogel's um, YouTube videos um, and, 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 and really, became, really became interested in those. I bought her book, um, The Keto Diet. Um, it's, you know, it's a really good book. It kind of, was what really got me jump started on it. I started to read that and find out and found out that one of my one of my close friends from high school actually had been doing ketogenic diet for six or eight months prior to that. I found her on Facebook and we just started talking and it just started clicking. And um, so that's when I that was around middle of January into right first week of February. And that's when I just kind of committed to it and just said, you know what, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to give this a, a run because there's so many, there's so many foods on here that I like and I can eat and it just kind of fits for me. I can find those anywhere, anywhere I travel, anywhere I can go, I can eat those. Um, and I, I started out, you know, just kind of focused on the macros, focused on, focused on what I ate and really trying to clean up my diet and just eat real food, trying to try or trying to force out a lot of the processed stuff um, and really focused on limiting my carbs to zero. If I could, if I could make a choice to not eat a carb or not eat a sugar, I was making that, I was making that choice. Um, and from there, it just kind of, it just kind of snowballed and, um, I don't know. It, it just it just kind of fit for me. I found myself with more energy than I had ever had. I didn't have those sort of afternoon slumps in the office um, or the or the evening slumps when I came home from work after after I ate. Um, I just had I just had tons of energy, and it, it's not like jittery energy. It's not like wired energy. It's just it's a nice, steady, sustained um, sort of level of energy that. Sort, that just seemed to never deplete. Um, I was always ready to go, always ready to do something, um, and it just it just kind of carried on from there. And I, I made the conscious decision too to not. It sounds weird, but literally to not exercise. Um, and I had always heard and had always believed that um, you know that eighty percent of weight loss is diet, um, is diet, diet, diet. So I made the I made the I made. I made the conscious decision to not exercise or to not kind of work out 
in the beginning and just focus on my diet period i just want to get my diet right i want to get what i eat what i put in my what i put in my body right and then i can start bringing in other stuff and maybe expanding to a couple of things but i really wanted to i really wanted to only focus on a couple of variables that i had to adjust and just kind of let it play out um and that's kind of i mean that's kind of how i got started um and it's 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 been that way for a while now and it's it's been great well yeah thank you for sharing that story um because it's 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 really interesting to see you know uh, again like 80% of weight loss is is diet like and and you've been a, a big advocate of that um and when i initially started the ketogenic diet uh i i for me i didn't have much weight to lose but i definitely saw that there was a huge impact and i was doing the same amount of everything that i was doing the only thing i did was change my diet and again like to to showcase that in full effect at the end of last year i went over to europe and i rode through europe and uh, I, I wasn't following a ketogenic diet but i was cycling you know 130 k's a day and your diet directly in it you know directly says whether you're going to store body fat or you're not um and for me like i came back heavier than i ever was from europe not only because we drank beer but there's lots of bread and all of that sort of stuff and it was terrible um and it really showcased to me that you know nutrition is is close to a hundred percent for those people who aren't doing exercise uh of of the full effect that you get from that so yeah it's it's really interesting to hear what you're saying and uh yeah leanne vogel and her keto diet book uh that is a fantastic book as well i i read that a little while ago and i totally agree with you on that one um how is your weight loss journey uh changed from when you started to sort of where you are now is there is there anything that you you said you tried to eat zero carbs to start with and uh, i don't know whether that was to start with or a little a little way through but you know a lot of people start off with the atkins bars or they try and do uh not real food as you were saying you know you try and make real food a, a priority for you how, how has that changed over the past you know uh year or so that you've been doing keto sure um, yeah, and I, when I said zero carb, it was more sort of a goal to eat as few carbs as possible. Um, I've never really, I mean, there have been days that I've gone zero, zero carb, but it hasn't been a focus per se. But, but yeah, over the, over, over time, I mean, I started out weighing and measuring and keeping track of everything that I ate because I needed to know, I needed to know kind of what I was, what I was eating, how much I was eating. Um, and also I needed to, I needed to know kind of, I needed to, I needed to get a, a database in my head of, of kind of what the macros were on things that I liked and things that I ate so that hopefully in, in some time that I wouldn't have to necessarily track as close or be sort of as diligent about every, every peanut that I ate or every, every, you know, um, every every ounce of whatever I put in my mouth, and and that's really kind of where it's gone for me. I've really sort of pushed into more sort of intuitive intuitive type eating, and really really sort of focus on on eating when I'm hungry more so than more so than eating because it's breakfast time or eating or eating by the clock. You know, it's twelve o'clock, it's lunchtime. I need to you know I need to eat something. 
well, am I hungry? No. Well, then I don't need to eat anything. Um, and I've really kind of, that's kind of, kind of really where I've evolved to, um, is really kind of, you know, that sort of intuitive eating thing. I, I don't plan any of my meals. I never have. Um, that, that shocks a lot of people. Um, I've just, my problem is planning my meals, um, because I would always fail to do it. So then I would always think, oh, well, then the week is shot and I would get in my head and just think, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll make sure to plan next Sunday. And, um, for, for now I'm going to do whatever. And so switching to the ketogenic, switching to the ketogenic diet had to kind of fit my lifestyle. And that's, and that's one of the beauties of it for me is that it is so flexible and it is, you can, you can find something that fits, um, that fits the ketogenic diet, um, anywhere and you can, you can find stuff everywhere. Um, it's just a matter of being smart about it. Um, one of the things that, um, I had posted on my IG account, which I hadn't really thought of until I, until I actually did it. I walked out of the house one, one, um, one morning and was going to work and I saw that I had one avocado left. And I was like, oh, I need to eat that before it goes, you know, um, um, before it goes bad. So I grabbed it and I took it to the office with me. Um, and then I was thinking around lunchtime, I was getting hungry and what am I going to do? Um, I've got this avocado in here. I don't want to just eat an avocado. So, um, at that, at that time, I had, um, I had, I had come across McDonald's and ordering their breakfast sandwiches without a bun. And which is essentially an egg and a sausage patty. And I was just like, oh, well, I'll just bring it with me. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just eat it with that. So I literally brought an avocado to McDonald's, had a sausage and egg McMuffin without the muffin. I sat there and I sliced up my avocado next to my egg and my sausage patty. And I got some of the weirdest looks, but it was, it was one of those things where it's like, aha, you can, you know, I've got, I've got a good source of healthy fats. I've got some protein. I've got, you know, I've got an egg, which is kind of like the perfect ketogenic food, in my opinion. Um, you really can't go wrong with eggs. Um, yeah, the sausage patty is a little questionable because it's, it's processed and it's, 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 it's fast food. But, but just those small things that you can do, um, can make a, can make a huge difference in kind of how you eat and what you eat. And that's really carried me through. Since I since I travel so much um, with, with with my job um, and I, I'm able to get something anywhere, I'm able to find something anywhere. And the other thing that I do so that I make sure that I always have a sort of keto choice um, is in my in my backpack, in my work backpack, where I carry my laptop and all sorts of other stuff. I have literally a, a gallon Ziploc bag where I've got a Quest bar, I've got a couple of sugar-free candies, um, I carry a small bag of pork rinds with me. Um, I always keep that stocked with sort of sort of keto foods or at least keto-acceptable foods uh, to where if I need to snack, if I'm in an airport, I need something quick, um, and I, if I can't find anything at the airport, um, or I'm traveling around, I haven't eaten in a long time, I've been in meetings all day, I can always re- reach in my bag and grab and grab and grab something. Um, so, so that's kind of. I mean, I've really gotten. I've really gotten to where it's 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 really a lifestyle for me, and that's 
sounds cliche to say, but um, I've I've gotten in I've gotten in a routine that I'm able to I'm able to eat the way I need to eat without having to plan anything, without having to really do much effort. And for me, that's the that's the only way that I'm able to stick to it. Um, is just is just with that level of flexibility. Um, and um, and I've also you know I passed the year keto mar- or my my keto anniversary was February seventh. Um, so I passed the year mark. Once I passed the year mark, I had lost about 65 pounds at that point and I decided to fold back in exercise. Um, so I just, I kind of do that somewhat intuitively too. I've got, I've got a schedule set up, a, a sort of three day split with some cardio in between. And if I can't make a day, I can't make a day. I'll make it up the next day or I'll make up that day on the weekend. I don't really... I don't really punish myself or force myself to work out if I miss a day or if I come home and I'm really tired or I've just had just a stressful day and I just, I just, I just can't or I don't want to, then I don't force myself to do that. But I've been pretty consistent since, since then, even, even with skipping some of those days, I'll make them up on a Saturday or Sunday and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll exercise three or four days a week more than, more than likely, um, on the average. So, um, and that's been good. I mean, that's actually, that's actually, you know, um, helped, helped me a little bit in terms of relieving some of the stress and, you know, cause I work out in my garage. So I've got, I've got, I've got weights and a treadmill and, um, I've got my bike on a trainer in the garage too. So sometimes I'll sit on that and just spin for a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of converted for me to go back to your original question. Um, it's kind of converted me from a diet more so to a lifestyle and from sort of really tracking and following and you know marking down everything to you know it's just it's just the way that I eat um and I really don't I really don't focus on tracking macros so much anymore I keep I keep a mental log of kind of, of kind of roughly of what I ate for the day and I know if something has some hidden carbs in it or some, or, you know, a few more carbs because it's a vegetable or it's got, it's got some natural carbs in it. So, um, knowing that I can make decisions the next time I eat to maybe eat a little bit less of that, um, or maybe to go zero carb on the next meal potentially. Um, you know, so it's, it's just, it's kind of a, it's kind of just a, a, a really flexible sort of waxing and waning kind of, kind of thing for me. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 so interesting, you know, because yeah, as you said, you travel a lot, um, and I think that's most of the time where people get unstuck is because they they either don't have the snacks in their bag, uh, and that's a really good tip for a lot of people is to actually carry those ketogenic friendly snacks that are sort of you know you can keep in your bag and they won't go bad like an avocado or something, um, but it's 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 purely to make sure that uh, nothing becomes too much of a an urge. Or uh, you know it, the resistance isn't there, so that's fantastic. And as you said, it, the ketogenic diet becomes a lifestyle. And so many people, um, I think, when they first start, they hear that you know the ketogenic diet is a lifestyle. It's not a diet; it's a lifestyle. Uh, and I think um, from what you're saying is that for you, the progression was is that you 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 sort of had to track a little bit at the start so that you actually knew what was in certain foods. Uh, and then from there, you made it a lifestyle by, by just, you know, s- 
knowing what foods have certain amount of uh, macronutrient ratios and and being able to judge that on the fly now to where to the point where you don't plan anything at all so that yeah that's fantastic and and i wanted to ask uh one thing as well and i'm sure a lot of people out there have this same issue is that you're the only keto person in your family is uh, what sort of um what sort of meals do you try and make do you try and join in with the family or do you have um do they make meals where you can just remove the carbs from the meal or uh it, what does that look like for you and, and i'm sure this is different for everyone but I, i'm sort of in the same uh, boat here so this would be re- really interesting to hear from you sure um it, it's well i mean i i told my wife what I, what i was planning on doing of course she thought i was crazy um but it's not the first time that she's thought that. Um, but I also, I also, I, I literally told her, I was just like, you know, cause she cooks a lot of, a lot of the weekday meals. Um, so she picks our kids up from school. So she's home before I am. Um, so she cooks a lot of the weekday meals. I do the dishes. That's kind of our routine. Whoever, whoever cooks will do the dishes. Whoever cooks doesn't do the dishes. The other person will do the dishes. So, um, so I always end up doing the dishes, but, um, but, but so she cooks the majority of the meal. So I'm thankful for that. And I told her, you know, I don't want, I don't, I don't, I don't expect her to go out of her way to cook anything specifically different, I guess, if that's, you know, um, and that I don't want it to be an impact on the, on the decisions that she makes to cook for the family or what the kids eat or what she eats or she can't do this or she can't, or, or she can't do that. Um, because this is my choice. This is what I'm choosing to do. Um, I don't, I don't want to force it on anyone else. Um, um, I think it would be great if other people joined in, but again, that's, that's their choice. And if they have questions about it, I, you know, I definitely, I definitely answer them. And my wife has come around a little bit. She's never giving up her potatoes, but, um, but she could, you know, we typically cook a protein and a couple of vegetables. Um, um, and so, you know, I, some of the, some of the proteins I'm able to eat, um, some of them are sort of made with gravy or with other stuff. And those I, those I typically don't eat. Um, and on the ones that, on the ones that I can eat, um, I sit down with the family and I eat, you know, uh, dinner with the family, just, just, just like every other night. I just don't get. I just don't get a couple of spoonfuls of corn or potatoes or rice or any of that stuff. I'll eat the green beans or, or the broccoli or, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, if it's chicken or, you know, um, fish or whatever she made, you know, I, you know, I can eat that. Um, if it is made with gravy and I can't necessarily eat it, um, then I, what I did for the longest time was I, was I just scrambled up, um, a few eggs for me just so that I could have that. And I could sit down at the table and eat dinner with the family. And, um, I didn't, I didn't seclude myself from anything. Um, if the kids wanted eggs with their meal too, I would cook them for them too. But, um, that was my sort of go to if I couldn't or I didn't, um, want to eat kind of what, what, what my wife cooked was I would just, I would just grab a couple of eggs and that was the easiest thing in the world. Um, she since has, has been kind enough. Um, I didn't specifically ask her, so um, she's been kind enough to where when she knows she's gonna make something with gravy in it or cook it in a or, or cook it in a gravy or whatever, 
she will typically leave out um, a piece of chicken or a piece of meat uh, or uh, beef for me on the side so that it doesn't get cooked in the gravy. And I can and I can still eat the I can still eat the protein that um, she cooked. Um, and and recently, um, I say recently, within the last several months, I guess, um, recently for me, but um, she's really she's really gotten into some of the crock pot dishes and the one pot um, sort of keto dishes um, of cracked chicken or pesto chicken or um, she also makes this. Um, sort of beef dip, um, tomato and onion uh, kind of thing in the crock pot that the kids eat over rice and she eats over rice and I just I just eat it straight or I'll eat it over cauliflower rice, um, you know. And so it's just it's just those little swaps. It's just those little things. Uh, it's not. I don't think you need to go out of your way to make it. Like I say, the the, the ketogenic diet is it's it's. It, there's so many choices there and so many things that work on it. And if you can't have something, it's not to say that everybody else in the household has to, has to change. Um, you just need to choose what you need to choose and you eat it and um, you sit down with the family and you still eat. It, it is, I will say, it, it does take some effort and some willpower um, from me, especially in the beginning. To not, I mean, it was almost automatic to just go scoop, you know, some rice or some potatoes or whatever it was um, onto the plate and just sit down and just sit down and eat. And to to kind of have the wherewithal to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I need to. I need, you know, I don't need that. I don't want that. I'm just going to, you know, I'll double up on green beans or I'll double up on broccoli or something. Um, you know, I'll I'll cook six eggs instead of four. Um, at least I'm eating, at least I'm not ingesting all of the carbs and sugars that I, that I would have been had I made that other choice. Um, you know, so it's just, it's, um, you know, I mean, it's hard, but, um, you know, you just gotta kind of, you gotta look out for yourself and you have to be respectful of everybody else in the household. I mean, my kids still eat potato chips. My wife, my wife still brings home M&M's and Ben and Jerry's ice cream and other stuff. And I go to the grocery store with her and I see all this stuff getting put in the cart. And, you know, um, but I just kind of go back to this is my choice. This is what I'm choosing to do. This is what works for me. Um, so I don't, I don't belittle anyone. I don't, I don't sort of, you know, question anybody else's methods or ways of eating, just, you know, it's what works for me and that's what I'm sticking to. So, but, um, but definitely having that stuff in the household is hard. Um, it, it took, it took me, it took me a fair amount of time in the beginning to, to be able to walk past certain things in the kitchen without just kind of stopping and looking at it like, man, I wish I could have that. Or, <laughs> man, I, I wish I could have that. Um, yeah. it, it's just, it, you know, it's hard. Um, like there are, um, on my counter right now, there is uh, two dozen chocolate chip cookies from a local bakery, two dozen Heath Bar cookies from a local bakery, um, a stack of Reese's peanut butter cups, and a stack of Hershey bars. Um, because a lot of those will buy were were buy one get one free at the store, and um, 
and since it's a holiday weekend here in the States, um, they were, you know, my, my wife buying it for the kids and herself and whatnot, but it's on my kitchen counter. I pass it every time I walk through my house. And in the beginning, it would have really, uh, it would have almost crippled me to pass up those huge bar cookies. Um, but now it's kind of, you know, I, I, I just kind of look at them and, um, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I really don't, I really don't miss that. Yes, they're delicious cookies, but I'm okay not, I'm, I'm okay not eating them now. I'm okay just letting them go. Um, partly because I've been fat adapted for so long that, that sort of hitting sugar that hard, that quick would, it, it would, it would, it would somewhat hurt. It would give me some GI issues. Um, so knowing that is also a good deterrent too. I, you know, I'd, I'd rather not go through some of that. Yeah, that's really interesting, you know, because as you said uh, before, you know, it's it's your own journey and, you know, this is not something that you have to put your family through. Uh, and I think that's really important for a lot of people because um, the, the typical diet type view to, towards, you know, trying to eat healthy or eat clean or whatever it is, is that they remove all of the junk food from their house. And I disagree with that because what happens is that you know you have this safe environment in your house that you don't have any junk food or you don't have any of those Reese's uh, pieces on the counter or those chocolate chip cookies whatever it is you, you don't have access to that but what happens when you leave the house and you you're exposed to as you said like when you're traveling you're exposed to all these different types of foods and you would eventually just crave outside of the house anyway. So you're building up the mental tolerance and the, you know, the, the ability to, to be able to say no in the comfort of your own home. Uh, and I think that's really important. And that's something that a lot of people struggle with is that they get rid of everything from their house so that their house can be a, 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 a clean food type area. And then they just, you know, blow it when they go out on the weekends or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really important takeaway from there. And also just being able to let them go. I think sometimes for a lot of people when they do um, either not eat enough, like they're trying to do a, a caloric deficit and they're not eating enough and they those uh, little carbohydrate-type foods can be, um, you know – how do I say this? <laughs> they, they they can be much more enticing in that particular point. Whereas on the ketogenic diet, your body's constantly using the fat that's on your body, and you've probably already had a you know six or four eggs or whatever it is for breakfast, and you don't really need that much food, as you were saying before, when you eat to um, your own hunger as opposed to just by the clock. Um, you're not trying to break up those parts throughout the day where you're hungry with those types of foods. So that's really important as well. And as you said, you know, the GI issues with eating a lot of sugar like that in all in one go can be disastrous. And, and that's a good reason to not ever step foot in there. <laughs> um, but I, I, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, what impact do you think has having uh, an Instagram and a YouTube channel and, and a website, uh, what do you think that has had on your overall success? Do you think you would have had the success of losing 65 pounds without those different uh, mediums or do you think that they're quite important when you do start a, a, a pretty drastic health change? Um, I would say the website, probably not. The or It's probably not necessary. Um, I had done websites a um, long time back, um, had just sort of created websites just as a side thing for friends and whatnot. So 
it's always been something sort of a creative outlet for me. So it's something that I decided to do after my Instagram account. Um, and I would say, so, I mean, IG for me or Instagram for me was really the sort of, was really the sort of catalyst for, for me. I mean, I, I had my personal account, um, for a long time and I started, I started doing the ketogenic diet and I, I posted a couple of things, but it was really, I was really, I don't know, in, in the beginning, I didn't know really kind of how to explain it well. Cause people thought I was nuts. They, oh, you, you're, you're not eating any sugar or any or any carbs. Are you crazy? You know, I, I how can you? I don't see how you can do that. I don't see how you can give this up. I don't see. How, you're putting butter in your coffee. What? Well, I, what? You're cooking stuff in bacon fat. What? What are you doing? You're gonna die. You're gonna have a heart attack. So I created. I created the. I created the 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 or the keto dad account. Um, more sort of as a keto journey um, to where it wasn't around my personal account I didn't really have to have to answer those questions and but I never I never envisioned that I would that I would I don't know that I would find the community that I did on Instagram um I never I mean I've met people off of Instagram I mean I know you've interviewed um Aaron um who's AD Keto on Instagram um I know you've talked with Steve who's Keto Peck on Instagram and um, and some other folks, but I mean, I mean, you know, I never thought I would make friends like, like, like I, like I have and really, um, you know, everybody, you know, I will, I will say the following too. I never thought that I would have the following that I have, but I really don't like the word following or followers. Um, everybody will tell you, I consider it team keto and everybody's a part of the team. It's not a, it's not a follower versus, you know, who do you follow? Um, I think, Everybody's on their own journey, and they're not really following anybody. But um, they're 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 seeking support and advice and tips and tricks and other stuff from from the community. But but yeah, IG is I mean I mean it's fantastic. There's so many there's so many people out there who are on a similar path as you, who are on a similar journey, who like the similar things, who. Are doing, you know, who are having the same issues, who are having the same hurdles, and I mean, you can find people on Instagram um, who you can reach out to if you ever have a question. I'm one of them. Um, one of the highlights on my story is I challenge all of or anybody who follows my account to reach out and say hello, ask a question, um, just get involved with the community. Um, because it, it's been such a benefit for me and it's been such a benefit for a lot of people I know. Um, it's just, I mean, just the resources that everyone shares and the links that they share, the posts of food. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have come across a cheesecake recipe unless I came across your cheesecake recipe on Instagram. And, um, and I made it and it was fantastic. I ate the entire thing, um, which is good and bad. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, I think Instagram is, is, um, is great. I've heard a lot of people say Reddit is really, is essentially a really good database and re and resource as well. Um, I like Instagram because it's, I think it's more interactive for me and it's more up my alley for sort of a creative outlet, um, posting pictures and posting videos and and whatnot. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's something that, um, 
I had been involved with IG for a long time, and it's just something that I really like doing, and I really like seeing other people's posts and pictures and journeys and stories, and because um, it gives me a lot of great ideas of things that I can do. Um, you know, you, you, YouTube, um, YouTube's a phenomenal resource as well. Um, being a creator on YouTube um, is more sort of a personal thing. Again, it's just a creative outlet. Um, I'm not as a regular poster as, or um, I, I don't, I need to be more judicious about uploading content. Um, it's just the time it takes to create content and to create good content. I don't necessarily just want to put out content that other folks have put out. So it's not YouTube. YouTube as a creator for me isn't, isn't necessarily a contributor to my journey. YouTube as a consumer, for sure. Um, again, I came across Leanne, or Leanne Vogel's um, videos on there. Um, since then, it's been Dr. Berg. It's been yours. It's been um, Keto Connect. Um, yeah, it's been it's been Goody Beats or Logan Delgado, Jason uh, Whitlock. You know, I mean, there just is a whole host of people on 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 YouTube who also have Instagram presence as well. Um, so I mean, I think from a resource standpoint, uh, Instagram and YouTube are probably the best two. And I do, I definitely don't think um, I would have been able to stick with um, this as long as I have without without at least Instagram um, and and really YouTube. I guess it's really factored in because you know it's um. You know they're both they're both great in, in their own in their own way. To me, IG is more interactive than YouTube um, because YouTube is leaving a comment and then waiting for sort of a response. Whereas Instagram, you can direct message, you can post a picture, you can tag people, you can put a video up, a story, a poll, whatever. So it's a lot more a lot more um, interactive and sort of real time interactive. Um, and real time interaction than than YouTube is. Um, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And um, the you know, if if anyone is looking to follow the Keto Dad on Instagram, the uh, I'll put your handle in the show notes, and uh, the link will take you straight there. So if if you're looking to go and do that right now, definitely go and do that right now, and go and reach out to him and ask him a question about uh, anything that you're struggling with the ketogenic diet, because I know that, uh, it's, it, it, Instagram is such a great community. And, um, you know, for me to, to see all of the, the photos out there of different types of food, that's really, uh, where the, the creative part is too, because, uh, not only are you sharing what you're eating and, uh, but you also feel a little bit more normal <laughs> um as you said you know with the people around you saying you're putting butter in coffee or you're cooking in bacon fat uh you know you're gonna die and it's like no you you just have to go back to instagram and realize that there's a whole bunch of people around the world doing the exact same thing as you and having fantastic results so i don't feel like uh you're ever out there you know doing something strange um bit because there are lots of people who are doing the same thing so before i jump into a, a few quick questions um i i wanted to ask you about cycling and i know that you uh, you said you work out in the gym at night times or on the weekends and whatnot but but cycling in particular is very close to my heart because i was a cyclist to start with 
And um, and can you tell us about the some of the rides maybe that you've done uh, as a cyclist, and and maybe if you've if you've done those in a ketogenic state, or is it something that you're working towards, or what does that look like for you? Sure, um, cycling. Uh, cycling. I came across um, our company. Um, we had a a director of our company. Um, had multiple scler- multiple sclerosis and was very involved in the local um, MS society in Jacksonville. And um, they had they were putting together a team for the MS 150, um, the multiple sclerosis society across. I think it's the world, but I'll say the U.S. Um, they do a series of what they call MS 150 rides and. They are charity rides for the MS Society, and it started out as being a 150-mile bike ride over two days, um, at least hours. The, the one that I ride, the PGA Cycle to the Shore, is a two-day event, um, and it leaves from TPC Sawgrass, um, rides down the coast of Florida um, to Daytona Beach, uh, which is actually about 84 miles away. Um, in the route that they take, you stay, you stay the night in Daytona beach and then wake up bright and early the next morning and you ride 84 miles back. Um, so it really turns out to be about 160, 168 miles, um, total ride. Um, but our company was putting, was, um, was, um, putting together a team and, um, I was kind of challenged to do it. And at that time I was on the heavier side. I wasn't to my heaviest by any means, but. Um, I figured, I figured what the heck that'll give me, it was six or eight months out from that point, And I figured that would give me a good goal to focus on in order to exercise and whatnot. So, so I bought, I bought a little, a little, a little road bike off of eBay, a used road bike for, for a couple hundred bucks, um, at that, um, at that point, And I started riding and to me being heavy, I couldn't, I couldn't run. It, it just really hurt to run. But sitting on a bike, I was able to roll and to ride on a bike um, much easier than I was running. And I found myself enjoying it a lot more than running. Because getting out on the bike, I was riding, I don't know, 10 or 12 miles at that point, just training. Um, and it was all that I could do to ride 10 or 12 miles at a clip at that point. And, um, but... It was about an hour or whatnot, but it, it, to me, it became very cathartic and it was the place that I could, I was out on my own with just me, myself, a nice, beautiful morning because I typically would ride at a safe light at first light in the morning um, when there aren't a lot of cars on the road. It's a cooler um, and whatnot, but um, it was just, I don't know. It was, there was just something very peaceful about it. I, I, I didn't think about work. I didn't think about anything that stressed me out. I just enjoyed the ride um, and just enjoyed the time of, of only focused on one thing and not having multiple things to do. So, and that, that first ride was in 2009, I think. Um, and I was able to finish it. I trained all summer long. Um, I, but I, 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 I was able to finish that ride. Um, it was hard. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, 100 and, uh, 150 miles is not 
an easy thing to do. Um, and uh, it's intended to be hard, but um, but I did that. And then so I at that point I was I was kind of hooked. Um, I enjoyed cycling. Um, I I tell everybody I I would rather ride a hundred miles on my bicycle than to run one mile. Um, it's just more enjoy more enjoyable to me. Um, but I mean, ever since then, I mean, I've done that. I've done that ride every year um, since since then, and I start training for it um, about it's about this time. I really should start about March. I've I've done a couple of thirty mile rides so far, but but now that I know that I can ride it and I've ridden it so many times, I know what to do to train. And last year actually was the first time that I rode it in a ketogenic state or a fat adapted state. Um, that was a little. It was a little tricky because I really didn't know what I was doing um, too too much. But um, but I got some I got some great advice from a couple of people on on um, on um, Instagram, and it it wasn't a completely carb free ride, but they were very strategic, um, slow metabolizing carbs. I made my own trail mix um, of cashews, um, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds. Um, and I, I had some dried cherries in there too. Um, and I carried, I carried that with, I carried that with me in my Jersey, um, and, and, as well as a couple of quest bars and stuff. But I also, I also found some, some electrolyte tablets. Um, if anyone on the ketogenic diet knows electrolytes are super important, um, and super critical to your ketogenic journey. Um, it's, they kind of help keep everything balanced and, um, and really kind of help you from going crazy because uh, uh, if your electrolytes get get low, it's that's kind of no fun. It's no it's uh, it's no picnic. So, but I, I found some electrolyte tablets that um, were extremely low in sugar. Um, so I made sure to carry those because on, on the ride it's a fully supported ride. But they they put in full full strength Gatorade and full strength Powerade, and they make it to about one and a half times the intended recipe. Such that they're 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 sort of everybody's getting just a huge dose of sugar, um, and and just sort of quick energy to continue you on or to help you on to the next rest stop or the next you know water you know, the, or the next water stop. So I made sure to carry my own electrolytes um, and my and my or in in my own snacks, and um, I was able to do it last year, and I actually felt better last year than I think I. And I think I really ever had on any previous ride. Granted, I think I was the, I was, I was, I was, I think I was the lightest that I had ever done it too. So that kind of plays a role in it, um, you know. But um, but yeah, it's it's such a great it's such a great ride. It's a great event. It's a great cause, um, and I look forward to it every year. So much so that I think three years ago, um, I, I I took over the captain role in our company and i'm now the captain of our team um in terms of getting our team together and um organizing our team and all that and um and organizing training rides and stuff it's just i don't know the bike the bike for me has just become sort of um like i say it's a getaway for me to get out on the saddle and just and just ride for a couple of hours um with my own thoughts and just you know, I'm not on my phone. I'm not on, you know, I'm not on any social media that time. Um, of course, I'll take a picture for Instagram before and probably after. But on the ride, um, I really try not to be on anything and just enjoy 
enjoy the freedom of kind of not having to worry about anything for a little bit. And then, you know, I'm, I'm by no means the best cyclist or the fastest cyclist or um, any of that. I still have the same bike that I bought off of eBay. I think I've replaced everything but the fork and frame on it. But um, it's just one of those things where I don't know. I just I just enjoy it so much, and um, it, to me, I, I, you'll see you'll you'll or you'll see my running posts, um, and I hashtag them. I still hate running um, because I do. I hate I hate running with a passion. I do it, but I hate it. Um, I would I I I I would much rather be riding my bike. It's just in the evenings, it takes a little bit of it takes a little bit of prep to get your bike and to get your jersey on and to get your bibs on and get your water bottles ready and make sure everything is in working order and, and then get out and ride. Anytime I ride, it's usually about a three hour event. Um, so, um, that's a, it, it takes a little time and, um, and so it takes a little bit of planning. Whereas running, I can kind of put on my shoes and I can go run 5k in about 35 minutes. And yes, I'm a slow runner, um, because I hate it so much. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, Running's an easy thing to do during the week, whereas I try and ride on the weekend. So, yeah, that's uh, I totally agree with everything you're saying there. Like, uh, you know, when I go out for a ride, and and as you were saying before, you know, it's sort of you go into this meditation type state where you just have all this time to reflect on and think. Um, and you're, yeah, totally devoid of all social media and everything that's going to, you know, cause those little, uh, attention seeking type attitudes, uh, away from what you're actually doing. So being, on, there's something really special about just being on a bike and just putting one foot in front of the other. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you with running as well. Like I'm training for a marathon. Um, and I would much rather be riding seriously. Like the, the, yes, the amount of time to, uh, to failure is much quicker when you're running. But, um, you know, for a lot of people, exercise is just, uh, being able to relieve stress. And, you know, if, if, uh, you know, weight loss is maybe a little bit of a side benefit to doing a little bit of exercise, then that's perfect. And I think for most people, Cycling is really good because it is low impact uh, and you don't have all of the injuries and all of that sort of stuff that comes with running and that is just inevitable with running. Uh, and so you're always trying to, you know, like fight these two things between uh, running and, and injury. So, yeah, I totally agree that cycling is fantastic for that. And I'll leave the link in the show notes for anyone who lives in the area to do the MS-150. Um, and I think, uh, so 150 miles for anyone who lives, uh, outside of America, I think that's about 250 kilometers around about. And so when you're saying 160 miles, that's probably 270 kilometers. So you're doing about 130 Ks a day, which is huge. Um, and that's a, that is a big ride. So, so congratulations on, on being able to do that and, uh, and doing it with the same bike. Uh, so <laughs> that's great. Um, I wanted to jump into a few quick questions. Uh, these are just rapid fire questions that, you know, sort of just give the answer that first comes to your head okay. and, uh, and we'll, and then we might have a question at the end that might go in, into a little bit of tantalizing detail. Um, but what is your favorite low carb or ketogenic food? That, um, steak, that's the easiest thing. Um, steak, uh, I, I could, I could eat my weight in steak. And it's <laughs> steak. Really, no specific cut. It could be a ribeye, prime rib, New York strip, whatever. Just red meat grilled is, is yeah. fine. 
Yep, that is a that is a favorite, and there's lots of different ways you can cook that as well. Um, so, what is your your least favorite low carb food? Maybe something that a lot of pe- other people like that you just despise. I hate broccoli with a passion. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Well, broccoli has a lot of um, uh, what is it? Auxiliates? No, there's something in it that, you know, if you leave it for too long, especially when you cook broccoli and then you leave it for a little while, it can start to smell like off eggs. Uh, so for some people, that's terribly off-putting. So I totally understand where, where you're coming from with broccoli. <laughs> um, what book or video has recently inspired you? Is there something that you've read recently that sort of, you know, made you think a lot about what, what you're doing currently that you might want to be doing in the future? Or is there a video that's done the same thing? Um, I've got to think on that one for a little bit, especially rapid fire. Um, um, I haven't really read anything recently. Um, unfortunately, I'm not a, I'm not a big reader. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, some of it is, I guess it's going to seem, it's going to seem cliche to say it, but I think, you know, I mean, really it's, I've, it's, it's, been it's been instagram i think for me and um and just and just getting more engaged with you know with some of the with some of the people on instagram um i get some great questions um and um i get you know i get some great comments um and you know some of my some of my friends or some of the people i follow on instagram have been struggling a little bit with with different life events or, you know, different, um, you know, wanting to eat, you know, all the things and whatnot. And so it's just been interacting with them and just trying to be a support system on Instagram. That's really kind of, that's really helped inspire me sort of focus on what I'm doing and, you know, um, sort of reflect on what I used to do to answer some of the beginner questions and, um, sort of what I'm currently doing now or just to kind of be there for some of the friends that I've made on Instagram. That's been the biggest sort of, um, I guess, inspirational thing. Mm, Yeah, that's really cool. And I, you know, I, you know, books and videos uh, are one thing, but then, you know, an entire social media platform also is an, like an extreme learning experience too. So I should add in learning experience in there as well, not just (laughs) a book or a video. Sure. Um, so, uh, what's, uh, now I know that, uh, on Instagram and I've seen this before that you do these little, uh, sing-alongs in the car on the way to work or on the way to wherever you're going. What sort of music have you been listening to recently? Um, recently I've been listening to, um, a rapper and logic. Um, my son actually, um, asked, um, Logic and a couple other folks are going to be playing at a local sort of venue here in June. My son's birthday was at the beginning of May, and he asked for tickets to that concert. Um, and so I had to check it out first because I didn't know who Logic was several several months ago. Um, and so I had to check it out and um, started and started listening to it. And actually, have really become really fond of um of of his of his music um and um and and so so yes my son we bought tickets i'm taking my son to the concert in june so um to to answer that question if anybody had it but uh 
it would be it would be logic, I think, and um, sort of the the sort of entertainers that sort of are traveling with him, which I think uh, one of them is Kyle, and the other one is NF. Um, so it's it, that's that's been what I've been kind of listening to lately, um, more so than anything else. Mm. Oh, that's really cool. And I guess uh, music always creates those, you know, those special bonds between different generations as well. So that that's pretty amazing. I, you know, a uh, hundred years prior, it, it there, there's been a very big music separation gap between, you know, what's pushing forward and what people are used to listening to. So that's really cool to hear that, um, it, you know, that your son introduced you to Logic and now you're actually really loving it. So that's that's cool. Um, the, the last question uh, and, you know, um, sort of goes into a little bit more of tantalizing detail area, um, but could you describe for people uh, your favorite recipe, um, you know, we're trying to make people drool here, um, <laughs> but if there's anything that you can think of that you know might might make someone want to be able to make this keto recipe or this low carb recipe uh, when they finish listening to this podcast, so yeah, go ahead. Wow, man, that's that's a man, that's a tough that's a tough challenge to make people drool with how I describe a recipe because I I, I I guess I should start off with I'm. I'm a I'm a straightforward sort of cooker and eater. I really don't make a whole lot of recipes, um, but I guess for me, the my favorite thing to eat and one of the and the things that uh, for me there is nothing better than a perfectly cooked flank steak or skirt steak. I think it's one of the most underrated cuts of meat um, out there. Um, you really don't find a lot of people u- using it, but it's highly marbled. And um, I don't know. For me, it's just a little bit of a little bit of um, you know olive oil. Kind of rub it down with some olive oil. Uh, a little bit of pink Himalayan salt. Kind of rub. Give that a good rub in. Um, and some cracked black pepper. Um, make sure that it's coated on all sides. Um, Throw it on a medium to medium high grill, um, and just kind of let it simmer and sizzle on one side for probably about sixty seconds, ninety seconds max, and then flip it and give and give it the same time frame about about a minute and a half, maybe two minutes at that point, and then pull it off and and cut it across the grain. That way, it just kind of falls apart. Um, all of that fat has had time to render, and um, I don't know. There's just there's something about that cut of meat for me that um, does it every time. Anytime I see it, anytime I can get it, that's what I order. I order that over a ribeye. I order that over a New York strip. Um, it's just it's so if it's if it's cooked right and it's cut right, you just you just can't you just can't eat it. It's so good. Ooh. It sounds amazing. And for anyone listening, they're probably now wanting to go and get some flank and skirt steak and do exactly the same thing. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Scott. It's been such a great interview and and so many great insights in there for for people wanting to, you know, maybe learn about uh, how they travel with the ketogenic diet or, you know, how uh, doing a ketogenic diet in a family uh, works for you. 
Um, so where, where can people find you? I know that people can find you on your Instagram, but what's your Instagram handle uh, and, and your website and your YouTube so that you know people can just remember it and put it straight into their phones when they need to? Sure. Well, first off, thank you for having me. Um, it's definitely been a pleasure from my side too. I've, I've followed you for a while now and um, consider it a great honor to be to be interviewed by you and to be, and to be on your podcast. So um, a huge thank you to you for, for um, having me on. Um, in terms of Instagram, I am at uh, the underscore Tito underscore dad. Um, and my blog or my website is www.thetitodadlife.com. And my YouTube channel is The Keto Dad Life. Um, you can search in the Keto Dad Life and find it on YouTube. You can find it on my website and, um, I'm on Instagram. So feel free to stop by any one of those, um, any one of those media vehicles and say hello, ask me a question. IG is the easiest place to get me and the easiest place to find me, I think. But, um, but yeah, swing by, say hello, ask a question, get involved, interact, um, I wouldn't be afraid of, of too many people. And if you're looking for anybody to follow, follow anybody I follow. Um, I think they're all, I think they're all great accounts and, um, and yours is one of them, um, by the way. So uh, oh, thank follow, you. follow Aaron too. <laughs> yeah thank you so much yeah it's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast and uh yeah it's it's only new so um it, hopefully we can we can start a real tribe of people or a um what was the word that you said uh the keto team was uh, it i do team I do, keto hashtag team keto or team keto. <laughs> there you go <laughs> so i i um i urge anyone that's listening now to go out and ask the keto dad a question on his Instagram. If that's your challenge for today, if you only get one thing done on your ketogenic diet today, that would be the best thing because I think you're reaching out to other people and asking questions. Um, you know, I, I, I do think sometimes uh, Google is a great resource, um, but sometimes Google doesn't have all the answers. And so when you go and ask God a question, if you've done a little bit of your own research, include that as well um, because I know you, you probably get a lot of questions and I get a lot of questions too where um, that it, it, it feels like someone, they, they are having this struggle, but they haven't really thought about what the actual struggle is. And they end up just giving you this like full A4 page of, of struggles. Um, and so if you can keep it like really concise and, and maybe also, uh, it, you know, it really doesn't matter too much, but I, I think, I think being out there and, and getting what the information that you need, um, is one part and then actually going and executing it as the next part. So again, thank you so much, Scott, for being on the podcast and, uh, and until next time. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe to be notified next week when the podcast arrives. If you could do one small act of kindness for today, I would greatly appreciate a review from you. It's really easy and it allows me to keep making podcasts just like this one every week just for you. 
head on over to fatforweightloss.com.au forward slash podcasts for the latest updates and all the show notes. Until next week.